3: This is Rob McConnell wishing each and every one of you a very, very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy, prosperous new year. From our home to yours, love, light and spirituality today and every day from this day forward. Merry Christmas everyone. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. And welcome back to the x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, x Broadcast Network, Star Cable, and UK high-definition radio in the United Kingdom. Right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, Australia, India, Asia... Africa and Europe. 1-800-610-7035 is toll free. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website TV.com. My guest this hour, exon Nation, is Pastor Chris Ward. We're going to be talking to the pastor about his new book, That is entitled, Star Code, Christ's Birth Date, and the Rise of the Antichrist. And uh, for thousands of years, people looked up to the stars for navigation, prophecy, and predictions. What can we learn from these heavenly bodies? The Bible says that the Lord placed them there as a faithful witness to mark the seasons, the days, and the times. The Bible also tells of wise men from the East that followed a star to Bethlehem to find a king. But what other events might be revealed by the movement of the stars and planets? Are there more prophecies hidden in Scripture and stars to direct us to the end of time? Or is it the end of time? Is there a secret star code? Well, joining me is Pastor Chris Ward. And uh, Pastor Ward, welcome to the Exxon.
4: Well, thank you very much, Rob. It's good to be
3: here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Pastor.
4: Well, uh, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I was a uh, second in Bible history time, 100th Airborne in Vietnam. I came out and went to college, got a bachelor's degree in economics. I continued, um, worked out a fifth year in education, mm-hmm. became a school teacher. And then um, I finished a master's degree and a doctorate degree from the Christian um, Theology Seminary. And then I went on to get a master's degree in structural technology uh, from Walden University. And I'm completing a doctorate's degree yeah, uh, from Nova Southeastern University in instructional technology and distance education, and during this time I'm a school teacher and I'm a pastor. I'm a senior pastor mm-hmm. of Logos Christian Fellowship.
3: Now, where is Logos uh, Christian Fellowship?
4: Well, Logos is in Leesburg, Florida. We're right about a hour north of uh, Disney World.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, y- you've written a number of books, Pastor. Uh, what what number is uh, Star Code in your list of? Bibliography. Well,
4: as far as uh, in my genre, my Christian genre, it's number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also written textbooks.
3: Pastor, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation Pastor Chris Ward is my special guest. The website is logoschristian.org. That's logoschristian.org. The X-Zone Store is up, X-Zone Nation, www.XZoneStore.com. And we're just putting the final touches on the X-Chronicles from May 2010. So if you'd like to get your complimentary copy or your link to where you can read the X-Chronicles online, send me an email, xzone at x TV.com. That's w whoops, you don't need W's there, do you? X-Zone at x com. Once again, 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free. Email exone TV.com and on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. Pastor Chris Ward and I will return on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, this is going to be a great hour, Exxon Nation. Whatever you do, don't go away, and if you do, You've got two minutes to get yourself back in front of your radio. Don't go away. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. Find out more Exonation and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk.
5: who
3: care about what's going to happen to you any year from now. Pastor Chris Ward is my special guest. And uh, tell me, Pastor, are we in the final days as uh, depicted in the book of Revelations?
4: Yes, I believe we are. I think we're very close to the eternal Lord. In fact, my book uh, talks about the rise of the Antichrist.
3: Now, who is the Antichrist, and uh, how will we know where he is, who he is, and how to identify him?
4: Well, there are several good clues, not just Christian literature, but many uh, different uh, sources and mm-hmm. resources. But some of the most noted are from the Hebrew text, which talk about that he would come out of the tribe of Dan. And um, in addition, when you look at a bit of Revelation, uh, you'll find that references to Daniel, Matthew 24, Jude, Second Peter, etc., I'll talk about the fact that the Antichrist, there's always an Antichrist with us, and it's a person that does not believe that Jesus is the Christ.
3: So the Antichrist is always with us?
4: Well, there is always a Antichrist on the planet, but it's not the ultimate one that comes at the end of the age.
3: Well, how do we know, Pastor, that we're in the final days and that the second coming of Christ is around the corner, as well as the rise of the Antichrist?
4: Well, I use the Bible and Scripture and um, in my education uh, with ancient writings uh, to determine the fact that we are getting very close. One of the key indicators was that Israel would return, become a nation, which happened April 14, 1948. But there are much more closer uh, examples. Uh, if you go to Re- Revelation 8.8, it talks about a mountain storm in the sea and the... Um, the seas turned blood red, and then one-third of the sea was destroyed, and so was the fishing industry, etc. Uh, it's very similar to what's going on in the Gulf War right now. If you look at Revelations 9-1, it talks about a star was thrown, and there was a huge, uh, basically volcano. It's very much, very similar to what we hear that's going on in Iceland right now, for example.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in.
4: Uh, there's also other scriptures that have happened, like um, in Chernobyl, in Russia, they had a, a meltdown mm-hmm. and it destroyed about a third of their agricultural belt. And the word uh, Chernobyl in Russian uh, is translated in English as wormwood. And the Bible talks about the fact that this wormwood prediction. So there are many things that are predicted in the Bible, and as we see them begin to unfold, uh, the Bible tells Christians we don't know the day or the hour, but to look up because His redemption draws nigh.
3: I, I I have a problem with the with the end of the world scenario because if you know it, it, is the world coming to an end? Is it depicted in other religious philosophies beside Christianity?
4: Well, yeah, and many of those are are, are knockoff of a Hebrew theology, which. Takes place in Isaiah thirteen, mm-hmm. um, so I, you know, I do see your point. And uh, the fact of the matter is, though, if we do believe that there is a Creator uh, and He is a just God, well, then uh, naturally He would allow man his free will. But one day He would have to intercede and uh, try and get everything back on the right track again. And so that that will—that's what we call the end of the age. Some people see that as a terrible event. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see it as a very positive event.
3: Is there a connection between uh, the Book of Revelations, the Apocalypse, and the end of the Mayan calendar, December twenty-first, 2012?
4: Well, you know, it's interesting. All the calendars have been pretty much perverted. You know, if you've done some study on this, they've all been adjusted uh, by man. Uh, Even the Mayan calendar, uh... When i went to the website from to do research in my book mm-hmm. i went to uh... nasa and looked at solar eclipses lunar eclipses and there isn't anything on mm-hmm. december twenty first in twenty twelve but there is on november thirteenth and that's in my book uh, i show the eclipse over belize belize which is the original capital of the Mayan culture there is an amazing um, lunar eclipse takes place at uh, exactly at 6 p.m., six minutes and six seconds, due west from so barely to east. All
3: right, so there we've got six, six, six. Now, I, I noticed on your website you make a reference to five, five, five.: Yes. And what is that reference to, sir?
4: Well, what, originally, the reason I got into this was, um, as a Christian scholar, I I really was not satisfied with Jesus' birthday on December 25th, Mm -hmm. because anybody that's learned or well-read knows that that is the birthday of Nimrod. And I really thought that the the events, the festivals in the Old Testament, um, pointed to the the Word of God on a certain day, the creation of the world on a certain day, and Jesus is the Logos. He is the Word. And so I suspected it was probably somewhere around uh, Rosh Hashanah, and so, as I began to do my research, that's why I discovered Starcode. That there are certain scriptures that tell us exactly where to be and where to look to try and determine the time of Jesus' birth. And when we did our research, we found out that it was uh, following 911 in 3912, and it took place at 5:05 a.m. in the morning. And we got that because we were doing scriptural research mm-hmm. on Revelation chapter 12. And mm-hmm. what I found out was there was a great wonder in having a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. So when we, we put that in place, we went to Babylon, we looked over Bethlehem, yeah. which would be west, and we mm-hmm. looked at star formations that would be like, for example, the star of Bethlehem. And we found a conjunction that was uh, quite an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It takes place exactly over uh, Jerusalem Bethlehem area, mm-hmm. and it's at 505, five oh five, oh five a.m. on three which is Rosh Hashanah of that year. And the date, you know, being uh, three nine twelve, that that would mean it'd be three B.C. And you know, people wonder why it's not zero or one or three or something. But the bottom line is, that uh, man has done a pretty good job of screwing up the calendars. <laughs> And, you know, you can go from Julian to Gregorian and back and go look at mine, and you'll find there's been all kinds of tampering by man uh, to fit their own uh, culture.
3: But what does this tell us about theology, sir, if if they couldn't even give us the exact birth date of Jesus Christ? And why lie to us all these years with December the 25th? Well,
4: you're right. There is an agenda there, and uh, I uncover that in my book also. And what happens is that um, there might have even been a well-meaning people trying to compete with pagan holidays to draw um, pagans away from their celebrations, which you know often include human sacrifice and a mm-hmm. really terrible things. And so they they actually manufactured uh, Jesus' birthday on December twenty-fifth. Um, so um, yeah, I'm not in defense of that. I want I want to say that up front that my search was in search of truth. I don't consider that theology. I don't consider it even uh, bad theology. I rethink really that as a religious agenda that was promoted uh, by different denominations. Not all denominations agree with that date.
3: Mm-hmm. But if 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 religion lied to us this time that we caught them, how do we know that religion isn't filled with lies and that what we are taught to be the truth, like December the 25th being the birth date of Christ, are just a bunch of lies. How can we give religion any credibility if we already catch them in one lie?
4: Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not here to defend religion. Religion nailed Jesus to the cross.
3: No, sir, uh, What my, my point is I'm asking you a question since you you know you came up and you you found out that there was a totally different birth date for Christ. And if this is mm-hmm. true... How can we give the rest of the story any validation or credibility?
4: Well, I think when you look at my book, you'll find this is based on science. This is based on astronomy. And it's extremely accurate. You know, you can recreate a scene Mm -hmm. uh, exactly as it happened at that particular time. So mine is not based on religion, although i do use the Bible to find key factors and to support my argument. And so... Um, you know, I'm kind of a Renaissance man. I, I personally have no trouble with science. I have no problem, uh, you know, with traditional Christianity and traditional Judaism. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with Judaic writing. It seems to be extremely accurate. Uh, but as far as religion of man goes, that's like talking about politics, you know? Um, well, let me ask, you, the, let me ask you
3: this, Pastor. In your church, do you celebrate Christmas on December the 25th as the birth date of Christ? No, we don't. What date do you celebrate it, sir?
4: We celebrate it on Rosh Hashanah that year,
0: whatever year you're, you're
4: celebrating it. Because we believe that was his original birthday.
3: Now, how does this go over with, the, with, the, with your church's organization, or are you a, a lone church away from every other denomination?
4: Well, there are other denominations that don't agree on December 25th. We're a non-denominational church, mm-hmm. and uh, we also believe that, um, you know, we don't take authority over people's families. We let them do their own thing. And while the church, we teach them correctly, and we, we celebrate it on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah that year, okay. um, we don't make parents so not celebrate on December 25th. You, we you, believe we're not, yeah. we're not under the law, or mm-hmm. under the grace.
3: So, so tell and me, so, do, you, do you celebrate other Christian holidays?
4: Do we celebrate other Christian holidays?
3: For example, uh, Easter. Well,
4: not really. We, you know, like, for example, we don't call it Easter. That you, that's named after Ishtar. So, what do you call it? Yeah, we call it Passover, but that's a that's a Jewish festival.
3: All right. So, what do you call it in your church, sir? Uh
4: which one? Easter. Easter. We just call it uh, Passover.
3: So, so, from what I'm understanding here, you're very close, you're, you're more closer to Judaism than you are to Christianity.
4: Well, not really. We are Christians because we don't believe you have to live under the law, which, you know, you're also pointing out about the, the uh, problems with uh, legalism and religion. Uh, we believe we're under the grace. So, if you wanted to celebrate it on the mm-hmm. date, that's between you and the Lord. Uh, as far as the church, though, we would celebrate it on Rosh Hashanah.
3: What, what version of the Bible do you use in your church?
4: Well, we use 19 versions. We have the uh, Power TV Bible on computer, mm-hmm. and uh, people in our church use computers. You know, I, I am a, my major in college for my doctor's degree is computer education. And so we like to use the Power TV Bible, and it currently comes with about 19 different versions. King James, NIV, the French, the German, the German. All right, Latin, stand
3: stand by, Reverend. Uh, Pastor, please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break. Exo Nation, Pastor Chris Ward and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break, and the news don't go away. From our home to yours, this is Laura Rogers, wishing all the members of the Exo Nation a very Merry Christmas and a happy and joyful new year.
5: Of a white Christmas, just like the one.
3: The witch doctor's power and his ancient tribal ways cruelly collide with the force and authority of modern Africa. Africa is viewed through myriad eyes. You will never forget these characters. A young girl forced to endure a painful, cruel, and antiquated tribal custom. The sole survivor of a vicious tribal massacre. A nun who endures physical assault that compels her to question her faith. A deprived, disadvantaged schoolgirl who is infected with HIV the translucent soul of a murdered friend. Welcome to Africa's Unfinished Symphony. While the tale of South Africa in the wake of World War II is riveting, violent, and cruel, it is also brimming with stories of kindness, compassion, and courage. Africa's unfinished symphony highlights commanding characters who not only bring haunting racial clashes to life but also convey the intense conflicts that existed between archaic customs and modern influences. You will be captivated as you follow the convoluted path of Farida of the ancients battling to become Bertha of a modern world. But are the outcomes of her struggle the best
0: results for her? We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in.
2: and her beloved Africa?
3: Africa's Unfinished Symphony will immerse you in historic African themes that will jolt you out of complacency and into compassion. For more information on how you can get your very own copy of Africa's Unfinished Symphony, visit www.luciaman.com. That's www.luciaman.com. To the X Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and X Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. Wave
5: goodbye now. questions in your eyes I know what's weighing on your mind But you can be sure I know my part Cause I stand beside you Through the years You'll only cry those hands and though I make mistakes, I'll never break your heart, I swear. Pastor
3: Chris Ward is my special guest exonation. LogosChristian.org is the website. And we're talking about the pastor's new book called Star Code, and it's available at logoschristian.org. So, Pastor, what else have you found during your research that relates to the stars and some of the prophecies that were hidden by the stars?
4: Oh, it's it's just amazing. Uh, when I discovered that the wise men, you know, came from Babylon. Mm-hmm. From the perspective, I looked towards Bethlehem, and I did it on uh, Google Earth. Right. And then I used my astronomy. Um, there's a free Astronomy unit called uh, Stellar, and um, and I used uh, a starry night, which is a kind of expensive, you know, amateur astronomy thing. But what I did was I used the scriptures and found out that there was actually uh, a conjunction of Jupiter and Uranus mm-hmm. over Bethlehem in uh, Jerusalem at that time, and it fit the inscription that I saw in the scriptures. You know, that the who was clothed with the sun. And the sun was actually in her left arm, and she's sold me two uh, pieces of wheat, two wheat stalks. which represented, to me, a Jew and Gentile, and the seed of the Messiah. And then the moon was at her feet. And so we watched the moon go until it finally got under her feet, and that was 50505. Hmm. Well, once we got that discovered, we started playing around with them. Well, what else happened? Well, we found the birth of the church, which is Pentecost, Shabbat, took place at sunset and the moon set exactly at 50505. And so then we checked again for this year, uh, the year that I wrote in 2009, and sure enough, on Shabbat, the birthday, the moon set exactly again at 50505. So this kept reoccurring. So I thought, well, if we think we're in the end times, if that's true, there should be proof. Mm -hmm. So I I started searching, you know, 200 uh, uh, years either way, and I found an amazing discovery. What was that, that sir? on June 6th... I'm sorry? No, I,
3: I just said, what was that, sir? Your amazing discovery.
4: Okay, the amazing discovery was on June 6th of this year, 2010, at 6 a.m., 6 minutes and 6 seconds, we found another conjunction, kind of a, a false uh, star Bethlehem, and it had Uranus, Jupiter, and the Moon. And in... Uh, lore, the uh, Uranus is the father of Jupiter. Jupiter is the god planet, right? And uh, the moon is a goddess. Now in Christian, it's not, you know. But and on the pagan side, on the flip side, it's um, the moon is a goddess and it's a female. So I saw this conjunction on that date, and then when I looked at Google Maps, I found it was actually directly over the map location, the the latitude plus the longitude, added up to 66.6. So you're looking at a conjunction of two planets, the notorious are like the god of Zeus, the god planet, and the goddess, over Bethlehem, exactly over the Earth coordinates of 666. So you're looking at June, which is 6, the 6th day, Mm -hmm. 6 a.m., Minutes and six seconds exactly in the coordinates of
3: 666. So, are, are we saying that the birth date of Christ was June the 6th?
4: Well, no, we're not saying return of Christ because no man knows the day of the argument. No, no, return no, the,
3: the birth of Christ.
4: Well, I think what's going to happen on June 6th is some uh, enormous event that will herald in the Antichrist.
3: This year, the, the year 2010.
4: In 2010, June 6th, about two weeks. In fact, not even that, really. It's, we're looking at, in, in Jerusalem, this mm-hmm. take place about midnight for them, which is about six hours before us. So, for us, it will actually take place on June 5th.
3: Is there a difference between the Antichrist and the Maitreya?
4: Well, I personally uh, feel that Maitreya is an Antichrist, because... Uh, he claims to be the Christ. He also claims to be the Iman Mahdi mm-hmm. and uh, the fifth Buddha, et cetera And, uh, you know, I, I really think that that was uh, very courageous of him to try and be everybody's Messiah. But in the process, uh, from the viewpoint of a Christian, that is an Antichrist. And the reason for that is you can't also be the Messiah of all these pagan religions and the Messiah of Christian religions.
3: Tell me, Pastor, if God is all-powerful, why would he not destroy the Antichrist before the Antichrist is born?
4: Okay, you broke up a little bit on there, and uh, I'm not sure exactly what you were asking. Could you repeat that question?
3: Sure, if you're using a headset, Pastor, could you please take it off? It's causing us problems over here. Do what? Are you using a headset, sir?
4: No, I'm not. No way. Uh-uh. I am using a cell phone.
3: Okay. The question, sir, was, if God is all-powerful and almighty, if he knows where the Antichrist is going to be born, why doesn't he just stop that birth from happening?
4: Well, first of all, like I said, he's a just God. And he has uh, a destiny with meeting the false god of this earth. And part of that destiny is to, to open people's eyes that they have been confused and they've been following false gods. And the only way to do that is to expose the false, the counterfeit.
3: Who are the false gods?
4: Who are the false gods? Yes, sir. Well, there's only one god, and everyone else is a usurper. Um, a good example, and this, this, you'll find this in all kinds of Sumerian texts and Egyptian texts, etc., but in the Hebrew Old Testament, they talk about in Genesis 6-4, where the sons of God, the fall watchers came down, made love to women, mm-hmm. and produced a race of giants, hybrids. Right. And and so, to me, that's a very good example of false gods. But a better example is, you know, the movies, every movie is produced by, you know, not every movie, but several are produced by Prometheus, and you constantly subject it to uh, what I call Greek and Roman mythology, and they're always presenting to you all these different gods. To me, they would be false gods, because if, they're, if they were the god, there would only be one.
3: All right, but Greek mythology is much older than Christianity is.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think that written Hebrew uh, is, you know, relatively recent to the scene compared to things like the Sumerian writings and and the Sumerian text. But that doesn't mean that it didn't exist before that.
3: But you know, there's more archaeological evidence to support the claims that Greek mythology is more real than Christianity and other other religion uh, religious philosophies. Where is the archaeological evidence to substantiate any claims of Christianity?
4: Well, the best archaeological evidence is Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Nobody denies that he came. Nobody denies that he was crucified, and as Christian followers, we believe that he came to redeem us, and that is pretty well substantiated uh, through archaeology as well. Uh, as far as early texts and like the uh, Sumerian culture and the Levant and the Palestinian culture, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, they all appear to be uh, cheap knockoffs of the true story. And uh, one of the things that impresses me most is that uh, you realize even uh, witches meant that all this goes back to Nimrod, that before Nimrod, there really wasn't other gods. Uh, Nimrod, it all started with Semiramis, his, his wife, mm-hmm. and the son called Tammuz. And Tammuz is Prometheus in other cultures. Remember, these all these gods... Were the same gods, but they they had different names in different cultures, and and so the fact that they're so uh, multiple uh, tells you that there there's an agenda, there's a false presentation going on there. Whoops.
3: Okay, so let me try and understand this. We have all this so-called evidence. Are you still there, Pastor? Geez, I, I I think we lost the pastor exonation. And I must tell you at this point, I detest cell phones. I don't think there's a person listening to the Exxon who doesn't know my my feelings. Are you there, Pastor?
4: Sorry, I got cut off there. Yeah, oh, I apologize.
3: It's all right. I was just telling the exon nation how I hate cell phones.
4: Oh, I do too. Ah. Um, um, but unfortunately,
3: know, more and know. more people are using them all the time now. So, um, so, so basically, Pastor. A religion is based on belief, am I correct?
4: Yes, it is in Christianity. It's not in witchcraft, for example. In Christianity, you're saved by faith. Mm -hmm. But in witchcraft, you don't even have to believe it. It's, It's based on practice.
3: And, of course, in, in in witchcraft there are many deities and there are many gods and there are many demigods and so on and so forth. Speaking about witchcraft, I understand that you're an exorcist as well.
4: Yes, I am. I've been an exorcist for more than a decade, and um, I've had quite a few amazing experiences.
3: Can you share one or two with us, sir?
4: Well, like, for example, um, I did have the opportunity to uh... do an exorcism on behalf of a friend of mine who's a Roman Catholic priest um, and they had uh, attempted to work on this girl for uh, three or four years and they mm-hmm. couldn't get a breakthrough and so uh, they asked her, well who prayed for you that it did work and, the, and she said Pastor Chris so they flew her here, escorted by a priest and uh, in nine hours we saw the Lord deliver her and it's amazing because When she was eight years old, she had a twin sister, and both of her parents were known uh, board-certified psychiatrists, but they were into Satan, and they sacrificed her eight-year-old sister and made her drink the blood, and so she's been in trauma uh, ever since that event, and it was an amazing uh, exorcism, uh, all kinds of manifestations. Uh, She would be in the fetal position with her eyes rolled back, and she would uh, actually have her hands in, like, a gargoyle position. And the way that we got breakthrough was the scripture said that the eyes are the window to the soul. And so I just kept uh, forcing her eye open until I get eye contact and just continue to pray the Lord Jesus bless you. And that's how she got delivered.
3: When uh, you—which seminary did you attend, Pastor?
4: Well, when I was uh, still in the Roman Catholic faith, mm-hmm. uh, I actually went to Holy Ghost Seminary in Ypsilanti, Michigan. But um, I did not follow that path, and uh, I actually went to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And when I came to Vietnam, back to Vietnam, I had my own demons, and I began to, uh, to seek the Lord and find out what to do. And as He began to help me and deliver me, I learned a lot of things about effective prayer. And so I opened myself up in 1998. We went on the uh, internet, and we opened our business for everybody in the world. And so we've had people come from all over the world for exorcisms, uh, and the Lord has been very, very faithful to us. We've had a lot of success.
3: So, so uh, were you were you ordained a, as a Catholic uh, minister, or were you ordained by a different uh, denomination?
4: Well, I wasn't redeemed by a denomination. I was actually in prayer, and I got filled by the Holy Spirit, and the Lord spoke to me and told me that uh, He was going to set me free Mm -hmm. and that He'd uh, uh, give me a gift that I would be able to help um, thousands of people.
3: So you are not a legally ordained minister?
4: Well, I am now, but I wasn't at the time, no. I was just a Roman Catholic altar boy.
3: So where were you ordained, sir?
4: I've been ordained in uh, several churches, but first uh, in California, Open Bible, mm-hmm. and then when I came, moved to Florida, I was ordained with Gospel Tabernacle, and then I uh, was ordained with uh, Calvary Chapel, and then about eight years ago, we went independent so I could go public and uh, do exorcisms um, globally. You,
3: and I, I, I'm trying to understand the connection between going public and being with the Church.
4: Well, it's, I, I've been able to minister to almost every denomination because I'm not a denomination. I, I'm not promoting an agenda. I'm not promoting a single viewpoint. Uh, I I really want to help the person. And I believe, like you said yourself, truth will do that.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So I don't have to also get them delivered and make them a local or, or get them delivered and make them... I Protestant, or make them a Pentecostal. I, all I need to do is just follow the Lord listen to the Holy Spirit
3: and just get them set free. All right, Pastor, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for tonight. Exxon Nation, Pastor Chris Ward is our special guest. And um, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues. We're right here, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com is my email address. And our website is www.xzoneradiotv.com Don't go away. I'll be back. I sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Don't go away.
5: I see the questions in your eyes. I know what's weighing on.
4: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 livery lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork, we'll take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001 check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com.
3: The new non-fiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness expose a novel details this epidemic through an in depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. If you enjoy reading a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love From Out of the Woodwork by William S. Peckham. Sean Kennedy, a Toronto contractor, buys derelict houses, guts them, and turns them into multi-family dwellings. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, a century house in ruins, and starts the renovation, the house fights back. He is visited by ghosts of owners past. His visions are triggered by touching an oak mantle, reading a faded letter, opening an old locket, or opening a brand new casket in the basement. These visions will take you on a trip across southern Ontario from Niagara Falls to Toronto to Kingston. From Out of the Woodwork is now available in paperback and on your favorite electronic reader. To order your copy of From Out of the Woodwork, go to www.williamspeckham.com. That's www.williamspeckham.com. Oh, another one bites the dust in a big way. Okay, so here we have a self-proclaimed ordained minister. Apparently he did a lot of uh, weird things over in Vietnam, redeemed himself, was told he was going to, uh, he was going to save the world, so to speak. He's a pastor at a church that does not recognize December the 25th as the birth date of Christ. They don't celebrate Easter. It's called Passover. But Passover in as far as I knew, it was a, a Jewish holiday. Okay, but then you've also got all this weird and wacky stuff he was talking about. Like, this, this is really scary. See, this is what the internet does. It allows kooks to run free, unsupervised, without a chain or a muzzle. People like this can do a lot of damage. Anybody can write a book these days. Anybody can have a website for, what is it, $8.97 to register a domain name, $100 a year to uh, to host it. I'll tell you something. I don't, I don't buy anything this guy was saying. I really don't. In fact, one of his books is uh, Case Files of an Internet Exorcist. He's he's got a lot of nerve. I don't buy a darn thing he said. When it comes to credibility, I give the guy zip. Zero. Nada. Not one ounce. Not one iota. How can you be a Christian if you don't believe that Christ was born on December the 25th? Your church doesn't celebrate Christmas, nor Easter, you start off not being an ordained minister and then you break away and go into your own little business so you can do exorcisms. I'm, I'm going through his website to see if he sells uh, snake oil. I haven't found it yet. His website is an atrocity to try and figure out what the hell's going on. It's, uh, I, I don't know ExoNation. I really don't know, except number one, I don't give the guy any credibility whatsoever. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. He ties in 555 five, five with 666 six, six, to 911 to 2012, this, that, and the other thing. Ivey, my goodness, now he's got me doing it. This is another one that is the DNR here on the Exxon. And uh, we'll have to see if he ends up in the Royal Order of the Exone Order of Woo Woo's. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. <laughs> As the last hour it certainly was another one that bites the dust. To my producers here at Master Control, thanks guys for doing a great job. To all our affiliates around the world, thank you for carrying our show. And by the way, the Exon is going Guns and Roses on uh, iTunes. And if you'd like to get a copy of the show, it's very simple. Just go to exonepodcast.com and uh, help yourselves. So until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, when once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon, have a wonderful evening. Take care of each other. And if you've got a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss. Tell them they are loved because the children of today truly are the leaders of tomorrow. So until tomorrow night, my good friends, as I always say as I sign off, always keep your eyes to the sky